And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, joining us here today, Donna Hughes, Senior Risk Management Consultant with StoneX, based in Abilene, Texas, here to provide us some updates on the market, especially the wheat and cotton markets. And Donna, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on today's show. Thank you so much for having me with you. Let's dive right in, and uh, as we were chatting a little bit before we went on air, Donna, uh, really a rough uh, couple of days here, this market trade. We saw a, a nice, strong day Monday to start the week, but then by Friday, we pretty much given up all of that and then some, it feels like, throughout this trade action. Uh, wheat market especially showing more pressure after starting higher on Friday. I just want to start, you know, we hear a lot about just the poor conditions in the Southern Plains, the Southwestern Plains, especially that that hard red crop in Kansas, hearing really just rough reports there. But it doesn't feel like the trade is necessarily taking that into account here too much this week. So can you provide perspective on just how poor the conditions are and, and how it is or isn't translating into this wheat market trade right now? Well, you know, um, depending on uh, what part of Texas you're in, um, you know, the uh, the conditions are variable. Um, I'm out in West Central Texas in the Abilene area, and, uh, you know, we've had some good rains out here as of late, but, um, you know, uh, if you look up into the Panhandle area, um, it's, it's too late for some of those producers um, as that crop is uh, probably been, um, you know, pretty much written off, uh, you know, uh, prior to uh Prior to seeing some of those rains come through also, um, you know, it seems like the rain events uh, pretty much start in um, uh, the northern central parts of Texas and go south from there. So if you're on the eastern side of the state, um, you know, you should be doing pretty good, but um, very spotty as far as, um, you know, central to west Texas. And, uh, you know, up in Kansas, we talk to our customers up there. Uh, Western Kansas, um, pretty much uh, same type of conditions as far as dryness. Uh, some of our cells, it's, um, you know, some of the worst conditions they've, they've seen in, in a good while. Whereas the eastern part of the state, um, you know, conditions are said to be pretty good. So, um, you know, it just depends on uh, on how long these rains have been able to stay away from, uh, you know, some of these production areas. And as far as working it into the market, um, you know, I think with a lot of these markets right now, we're just getting a lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, economic and outside market uh, influences uh, that are that are uh, pressuring and, uh, and, and causing producers to look at, you know, things other than uh, commodity-specific fundamentals. Well, you mentioned those outside market uh, influences here. No doubt inflation, recessionary fears, et cetera, demand destruction concerns uh, out there in this market trade. I know as well the geopolitical issues, uh, the Black Sea issues with Russia, Ukraine. You know, I think about Russia dumping a lot of cheap wheat onto the world market. U.S. prices not necessarily competitive. I have to think that that is playing a, a pretty significant role here as well, Donna. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, with the soybean market, um, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've been hearing, um, you know, some, some more talk about uh, Brazilian beans being uh, imported into uh, the Southeast United States. 
um, you know, transportation costs from uh, Midwest, I guess, uh, um, can't beat uh, what producers in the Southeast, uh, you know, end users uh, can pay for Brazilian uh, crops coming into the country. So, um, you know, just the competitiveness that we're seeing from uh, from other countries um, in regard to, uh, you know, exports and imports, it just seems like we've got a little bit of a different shift um, going on this year than uh, we've had to deal with in other years. And uh, it, it's really making it difficult at some times to uh, try to figure out exactly why markets are doing why what they are. Well, and that's a great point you raise as well. And I, I know we've seen old crop contracts hold up a little bit better, especially in quarter beans as end users trying to pry supplies out of farmers' hands. But uh, to your point there, it's just been a wild ride here watching some of these shifting things uh, throughout the this market trade. Uh, Donna, I want to ask you as well a little bit about cotton. We, we don't get to talk cotton much here on the program. What's kind of the latest you're seeing in this cotton market, and how is that faring here as we work towards the end of the month of April? Well, coming uh, up to this point, producers obviously in West Texas have been concerned about uh, weather conditions. Um, you know, the lack of rain and uh, subsoil moisture and all of that. Uh, the Delta and Southeast uh, areas of the country, they've gotten a lot of rain. And so, um, you know, that that could also be a concern as well as we move forward into spring planting. Um, but uh, basically, it comes down to price. And, uh, you know, with what we've seen with the economics and uh, recessionary fears and all of that, um, you know, discretionary money uh, going towards uh, clothing and, and other types of textiles, um, that's going to be, um, you know, one of the last things that consumers are going to be thinking about when they're going to be more geared, uh, geared towards what, you know, what, what am I going to have to do to afford my fuel and my housing and my food and those sort of things. And so with that thought, um, you know, cotton has really uh, been stifled in, um, you know, the upside that we're able to see based on cotton fundamentals. The other thing is, is that we're hearing that, you know, there are some producers that are holding on to cotton old crop to sell because they're waiting for these prices to go higher. And so, you know, a couple of these factors are just limiting what we're able to see as far as the upside goes. And, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's been a wild ride because every time we'd see something negative going on in the stock market or uh, interest rate, you know, how that's affecting everything, um, cotton seems to be one of the first markets, you know, as far as the ags go to take it on the chin. Well, Donna, great thoughts and great insight. Before we let you go, any final thoughts or anything else you'd want to reiterate to producers uh, listening into the show today that they just need to keep in mind here as far as the markets go? You know, with the year being as it is, I mean, you just have to keep your eyes and ears open uh, even more so this year. You know, be more on top of your risk management, especially cattle producers. They're having opportunities this year. Cow-calf producers, you need to take advantage of that and, and to be extra careful in regard to what, um, you know, what may happen with recessionary fears and all of that. So just keeping the eyes and ears open and being vigilant about how you protect your risk. Well, we appreciate the time. Donna Hughes with Stonex, thanks for joining us here today. Thank you. 
That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.